Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grid and Grace Leadership Talks with myself, Kate Taylor. I'm excited to have an episode just with me today. So it's a bit exciting um, because I've had a lot of changes going on in my life and business recently. And a lot of people have been asking me a lot of questions or asking me how I'm doing this, what am I doing, why? And so I thought it'd be great to kind of jump on here and share a little bit of a life update in business and also um, some tips on how you can adapt to downturns in your business and future-proof your business despite whatever's going on in the economy. I think um, the world we're in right now, a lot of people are feeling the pinch with inflation, the cost of living, uh, the cost of housing, rent, mortgages, you name it, there is endless expenses. And then you throw in some kids in the mix and your costs are just going through the roof. So I um, had the same issue end of last year. Um, I've had a lot of shifts and I thought it would be great to share with you a little about why I've done what I've done and how to future-proof your business if you are worried about some of the things that I was worried about. So as you know, um, I have had my business almost 11 years in a few weeks, which is very exciting, uh, coming up to our Taylor Care birthday soon. And something that um, I've had to look at over the years is how to adapt. Now, being a small business means I can pivot quickly. If changes happen in the market, I don't have to be, you know, stuck to a set system or process or way of doing things because I'm in a big corporate and I have like, you know, it's just too hard to move a big corporate into a different position in the market when it's changing. But for me in small business, one of the benefits I feel is being able to pivot in the times of downturn and change. Now, we've noticed the job market hasn't been as uh, busy as it was through COVID. Since about October last year, it's kind of quietened down a little. And so then that gave me a chance to really reflect and think, is this working for me? Is this working for my family? And is this working for my business long term, the way I'm doing things? You know that thing of like, I'm always done the same thing. So that's why I'll keep doing it. But actually, I started thinking, do I need a fixed office? Like, why am I paying so much rent for a commercial office space? And we only come in maybe one day a week, the team that I do have, and then I have an offshore team, so they can't come in. So why am I paying all this rent? So it got me to thinking, as a small business owner, with all the increasing costs of life and business, I thought I've got to re-evaluate. Um, and so we have had some exciting news, although we've had to like downsize some areas of the business, we're expanding in other areas, which is exciting because I think I wouldn't have thought of my business expanding in certain directions if I had still been in a fixed address office full time. So we have expanded uh, to a global model since 2023. Now, what that means is we have staff anywhere in the world that can be working for us at Taylor Care. We have team in India, the Philippines, and in Australia, all working to make this business run well. And I love that, that we can actually service our clients and we actually cover more time zones by having staff offshore. Means that um, all the admin, backend compliance, all those details that we need covered are done um, with our offshore marketing, branding, it's all done by our offshore team, a global team. And then um, in Australia, we have all of our recruiters uh, working in the business and they can be based anywhere in Australia. So if you're someone that's an experienced recruiter looking for a change uh, and wants flexibility about being a working mum, et cetera, then get in touch with me because you never know, there could be a way for us to work together. 
Uh, and then this has opened up um, the concept of let's not have a fixed office anymore because if I want to attract the best talent for the work that we have, maybe they are not living in Sydney. And then, or they live in Sydney, but they live quite far out of the city and I live more inner city. So actually that doesn't really work either with staff having to have long commute times, public transport, delays, uh, COVID going around still, you know, there's still um, concerns around people taking public transport for long distances. So I wanted to come up with a new creative way. Uh, so we removed a remote working model where staff have to choose a choice to work from home or in a serviced office when they need to for teamwork, collaboration, but also manage their personal well-being and work-life balance too. Who thought before COVID that this would even be possible, right? Like I don't know as a working mum or as a working parent, most people can relate, um, that that was not even an option, right? You could not even have the flexibility around your kids or anything. It was like you're in the office nine to five, that's it. And I know there's some jobs out there, if you're listening, that still have that and you don't have the luxury to work remotely. Um, but if you're a private practice or um, a telehealth business uh, or a not-for-profit that uh, like, has flexible working arrangements, then maybe one or two days you could work remote um, or hybrid. So um, I am, yeah, I'm able to, you know, showcase how you can make that work for you and your business. We believe um, doing this model moving forward gives us an edge on how we work with our clients and job seekers. So we can cover more hours in a working day with staff in different time zones. Also means we don't have to waste money on a full-time office space in Australia anymore and can put that back into savings for our clients and our charities that we support. We are a profit for purpose business and we would love to save more to be able to give more to those charities too. So that has been kind of the main driver in why we've shifted things up and changed things for 2024. So according to PricewaterhouseCoopers um, in Australia, 74% of people surveyed still preferred a mix of face-to-face -face and remote working. The key benefits to hybrid work model is increased productivity, enhanced work-life balance, cost savings, reduced environmental impact and greater access to talent. So I am exploring all of these options now with my business. And the five C's of hybrid workplace, choice, connection, communication, clarity, and cognition are all the five C's of a hybrid workspace. And for those out there that like a few statistics, remote working statistics show that 29% of Australian adults worked remotely in 2022. Over a quarter, 26% worked remotely domestically. 7% worked overseas in 2022 and 14% planned to work overseas in 2023. Gen Y is driving the remote working trend with 44% saying they worked remotely in 2022, either domestically or overseas. However, Gen Z is most likely to work remotely overseas, which is 13%, and followed by Gen Y is 10%. The most popular countries for Aussie remote workers are New Zealand, 19%, Thailand, 16%, Indonesia, which is like Bali, 13%, Philippines, 10%, and the UK, 9%.
So that got me thinking, there must be more to this model that people want in the future of work. And what would that look like? And what are the benefits? Because I'm a traditional worker. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've always grown up. You go to an office, you do your work, you go home, right? Even in COVID, when we had to work remotely, I hated it. I did not enjoy it. I like being around people. I like being in an office. I like being around more people. And so, for me, I was like, why would people pick this as an option? And so, that got me thinking, like, well, let's think about the benefits. And that's where I started thinking about the benefit of me being able to pick my daughter up from school, take her to her gymnastics a few nights a week, take her to swimming, um, be around to study. I study two nights a week, so I would need to be able to get her easily and then log in online to my course. Um, I've been able to exercise more as well. Something I've been doing since we moved out of our office in January was to actually um, get a fitness regime back up and running because you know how it is, working mum, juggling kids, and commuting, you tend to not get your exercise in. That's probably the one thing that goes on the wayside when you're having a commute. Um, so, so that is something we've had to do. Um, sorry about that. We had a <laughs> call coming through, and um, and so yeah. So we had what we had to do was we had to think about okay, well, if I want to do all these things, how do I do that? And so what I did was I actually um, started thinking about what benefits I need and health and fitness was something that I wasn't prioritizing. So I dropped my daughter to school. I, look, I then go to a gym class or exercise or a walk or something, meet someone for a coffee and a walk, whatever that looks like for me. And then I log in about 9.30 and then I start my day. I plug away, work, 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 and um, maybe, you know, step out for some lunch if I need to or something. But I pretty much work through the whole day until three o'clock. Um, and that's when I can pick up my daughter and take her to activities. And then I log in when she's all settled into her activities. That's what I do a few days a week. And then there's two days a week where I have her in after school care and I can work a full day without interruptions. So um, that works really well for me and my family. And I wondered if other women were feeling the same. And then sure enough, I've done a post on social media and I shared about on LinkedIn about how I feel as a manager and what I look for when I have a team and how I will support you in your work and what you do and what things I won't support you with and that you need to sort out. And I think um, being very clear, having um, clear and kind boundaries, but also having empathy and compassion for your team is critical leadership um, in this setup that we're creating now. And so that got me thinking, um, you know, what are the mental health benefits of remote work and flexible work? And through doing, um, re-evaluating all of this and promoting this on social media, I've actually had two great mums that have come to me and said, we want to work with you, Kate. And they're going to subcontract to us and they're going to work with Taylor Care and they're going to work on the hours they want to work. And um, together we're going to make magic happen. So it just goes to show that you don't have to be in a fixed office anymore to get the best staff. And that's something that I've been able to prove in this model so far. So I wanted to go over the five mental health benefits of remote flexible work. Um, number one, as I said, it's the daily routine helps reduce stress levels. So uh, a better daily routine can significantly lower the amounts of stress your employees have on a daily basis. A routine can be achieved with remote work because they don't need to rush to get ready, sit in traffic or deal with unrealistic public transport with the worry that they might not get to work on time. 
All these things will add up to a massive game changer for their stress levels and possibly your staff turnover. I know personally, a lot of my staff I've attracted in the business over the years in Sydney have all lived over an hour away. And so being able to have this model so that they have flexibility now means I can attract different staff members. Some people, number two reason is feeling more comfortable in their home environment. Given that most of us spend the better part of our days at work, we want to be in an environment that helps us relax and feel most comfortable. For many people, working from home is far more comfortable than working in an office because they can dress more casually, uh, work from a quieter and more personalised space. They are able to spend more time with their family and pets and they don't have to prepare pre-cooked lunches or bring equipment to work. Oh my goodness, I don't know about you, but like I always meal prep on Sundays because I was like, um, I need to have my salads ready to go because um, I've got to go to the office. And now I'm working from home, I don't have to do that anymore. I can make my salad fresh. I know it sounds silly, but that's something that's been a benefit. I was like, well, I can make hot lunches, I can make fresh food every day. So that's been a perk, definitely. Uh, and then they say that if you're comfortable, employees feel comfortable relaxed in their environment they're more likely to focus and get their work done so a healthy body leads to a healthy mind that's the third thing traveling to work is taking longer than ever before with the average daily commute stretching for almost an hour if staff are commuting for the office five days per week that's 10 hour whole hours taken away from personal time that often means the staff neglect their health as they have less time to exercise or cook healthy meals. And that's exactly what is happening in my world. It is well documented that exercise is a powerful medicine for many common health challenges, including depression, anxiety, and ADHD. It also relieves stress, improves memory, helps you sleep better, and boosts your overall mood. By allowing them to skip the daily commute and work remotely, they can go for the daily walk, attend to their fitness class, and improve their physical and mental health. And that's definitely something I'm getting the most out of at the moment. Number four, healthier eating improves your mood, increases your energy and helps you think clearly. Eating a well-rounded diet can help you improve your mood, increase your energy levels and help you think clear at work. It's no surprise as it's proven that nutrition dramatically influences our mental health. But when commuting to the office daily, preparing healthy meals beforehand is not always that easy Instead, you end up going for a calorie-dense snacks and often end up eating at the food court, which can get expensive as well as unhealthy, and you don't know what the, what's going into the food that you're eating. Working from home allows your employees to stock up on healthy foods and prepare that, them in their kitchen that will help them maintain a good diet and, more importantly, mental health. And fifth reason for your mental is that you get a better work-life balance. It reduces anxiety and depression. Now, this is a big one, and I think this is something that we need as a society more than ever. If your employees are spending most of their time working, they'll be neglecting other aspects of their life, which are more important and to maintaining their mental health, such as lost time with friends and loved ones and their hobbies and interests go out the window. Now, a healthy work-life balance will mean a difference to all of us. It doesn't mean splitting, um, splitting your time 50-50 between work and leisure, but your employees must feel fulfilled in the areas of their lives. Otherwise, they will develop anxiety and depression, and this will affect your company's reputation and leave you looking for new staff again when they leave. By offering flexibility, your employees can strike a better work-life balance because they'll have more time to juggle the demands of their careers and their personal life. 
So hmm, that's really big food for thought, don't you think? We've got five reasons here why we should be looking after mental health. Number one was better daily routine and reduce the stress levels. Number two was feeling more comfortable in their own environment. Number three, a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. Number four, healthier work eating improves your mood, increases your energy and helps you think more clearly. And number five, better work-life balance and reduces anxiety and depression. So if they're not reasons to start working remotely, I don't know what is. <laughs> and finally, um, if you are in a position where you are finding your business um, has had a shift in like turnover, revenue, headcount, all of that, and you're actually at a point where you're like, I can't keep going the way I was doing it because it's just not working for me and my family and my life, then as a business owner, it's time to rethink what is working for you and your family. And the biggest thing I had to look at was number one, reducing overheads in my business. So if you have high marketing costs, admin costs, headcount, rent, whatever that looks like, where can you reduce it down? For Even if it's just for a period of time, reducing your spend on certain areas of your business and then increasing it when the revenue comes back in is also a good option. Um, also look at contractors. So I've got a remote contracting team as well. Um, and then you pay a fee to a company to who contracts staff to you every month. And then if you don't need it anymore, you give them four weeks notice. So look at um, that as an offshore option as well to reducing your costs, but still having the manpower you need. And also look at your marketing spend. I know um, a lot of businesses were like, you can't reduce your marketing spend. Well, you know what? Times are tough. And if things have to go, they have to go. If you're reducing everything else in your life, you need to cut down back on some of your marketing. Um, and that may look like um, the hours of day you have manpower helping you. It could be um, the amount of posts you're doing online. It could be like even with me with these podcasts, I'm doing fortnightly now instead of weekly just because it takes the pressure off me a little bit. Um, so, you know, looking at what's working for you and your listeners as well, but obviously don't cut it completely. I do think it's important to have a level of marketing at all times, but be prepared to pull back for a little while. And the last thing I want you to evaluate is your why. Why are you doing what you do every day? And is what you're doing helping you get there? I'll say it again. Evaluate why you're doing what you do every day and is what you're doing helping you get there? This is a big question I had to ask myself at the end of last year. After surviving COVID, the challenges of business, the highs and lows of staffing with all different stories, but it was tough. I got to a point where I was like, what is my why here and what am I doing and is and what's the future look like? And as you create space and let go of what's not serving you or not helping you in business, you will create space for what you do need. And that's something that I've been blessed with is that I've had two amazing st staff come to me and say they'd love to work with me uh, from this year and they are going to start doing amazing recruitment in nursing and social work. Uh, allied health so you know my team's growing and we're remote so I can keep the overheads down for everyone um, it helps my staff it helps my clients and my charities all be able to benefit so I hope this helps you I hope it might give you a little insight as to why I've shifted things or why I'm doing things differently 
and also gives you some food for thought around mental health and working remotely and hybrid working and all of that kind of thing. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today and we look forward to having a chat with you next time. Thank you for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed that episode, a little bit of personal and business and food for thought, but please like and share it and follow us for each episode that we post.